You're listening to the Geriatric Mamas Podcast with Jessica Raziri and Sonia Tapley. I know, it's turning into a happy hour episode. We'll probably have to change the title. It's supposed to be coffee hour, but then Jessica decided to sleep in. So now it's a happy hour episode. Happy hour episode. (laughs) Geriatric Mamas, happy hour episode in the middle of the day on a Sunday. Where we are going to get absolutely nothing done. Yeah, no. I mean, if anything, I'll just cheers. I'll be cleaning because (laughs) I sent Mike out with Annabelle to go to do a Target run, like a daddy-daughter Target run instead of a mommy-daughter Target run. Jessica's earbuds just fell out. I literally just like fucking hit my hand (laughs) and they like ripped out of my ears because I'm like literally like a dinosaur and I don't have like wireless earbuds and we're still like stuck to the stone ages with our cords. And every time I move my arm and it's so abrupt too, like, and I always make the face like somebody else just ripped them out of my ears. And it's like, no, it's me. I do it every time. God, that was so alarming. Sorry, so I totally funny. just missed what you said, but I'll hear it in the recording. It's fine. Yeah, no need. It's totally fine. You already know what I said. Oh, man. Yeah. No, I uh, I have – I even have a list. I even went to bed last night making a list of, like, things that I needed to do today or I wanted to do because, like, I wanted to do stuff yesterday, but – like I got like nothing done. The only thing I really did, I was just like paused because I was like, what did I do yesterday? <laughs> like <laughs> I wrapped gifts. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is like so fucking bad. <laughs> like I like I'm realizing that like I think you know it's one thing to like things a certain way it's one thing mm-hmm. to be like meticulous about your wrapping and have a certain aesthetic that you like mm-hmm. but I kind of think that I'm starting to go to like a whole new extreme of wrapping yeah well because I might have rewrapped all the gifts my mom <laughs> sent oh for Hayden so to make <laughs> Your mom is going to be so impressed with this. Hey, Doris. Well, okay, but I did leave her wrapping. I just kind of wrapped mm. over her wrapping. Oh, okay. so now he's like, going to have double wrapping to unwrap. That's awesome. Well, but like, I okay. I love that for him, though. But part of it, okay, so part of it was because she sent a box of, like, all these gifts that are wrapped. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the mail, it finally gets here. It's, like, a little late. It finally gets here. Or, no, it wasn't late. Sorry. I don't even know where that just came from. I'm going to cut that out. Wasn't late. It gets here <laughs> and the box is like demolished. Like it's all ripped open and everything. And so like they're freaking out that like um, things are broken and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, feeling stuff. Everything seems like it's fine. Yeah. But some of the gifts were kind of like unwrapped because mm-hmm. like the paper was just really thin and like rustling around in the box and kind of unwrapped. So my intention was to just basically rewrap the gifts that were already unwrapped and, you know, kind of like fix them up. But then like, I just kind of like, just got into it. Like I had like a Hallmark movie playing. Like I was like sipping on some eggnog and I'm like, this is great. Like I'm just, Oh, but look how cute these are. Oh, you know what? I'll just do a little more. I'll just a little more. And like, I haven't really like done like much Christmas shopping. Like everything that I, like I have gotten has, is I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a Santa gift. This is a Santa gift. So like I had nothing really to wrap of my own. So I'm like, I'm just going to rewrap all their gifts. (laughs) <laughs> and next thing I know, like literally every single one of their gifts is rewrapped. And I'm like, yeah. oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, but yeah, I think they look pretty. A great wrapping party. And now, <laughs> once you finally do get your actual Christmas shopping done, you're going to have to do it all over again. So, oh, 
Yeah, that just made me realize I don't know that I have enough. I might need to get more wrapping paper. <laughs> but it. not today. Not today. Because not today. today. Turned into a happy hour. So. Today turned into a happy hour, and mm-hmm. that's just what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But like I was just saying with my tree um, a little bit ago, like everything mm-hmm. from like my shoulder up, it looks great in the background. But if you look closely, like if I were to like zoom in on this right now, there's literally no ornaments on the bottom part of the tree. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing there <laughs> because I'm quickly realizing that like, you know, Christmas as I, I used to know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is gone because now I have a 14 month old um, and he's very much involved with all the decorations that go up. Like I literally like put like bells on all the gifts and I was like, these are so cute. And then I thought that, okay, now we're going to put said gift with the bells on it under the tree. Um, No, you're not, you idiot. Like literally within two seconds, I'm in the other room, like wrapping another gift and I hear ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, oh my God. And I knew exactly what was happening. And I come yeah. out here and he like has the bow all done. He's like all excited. I'm like, and he's just excited because he wants the bells. And so then I like give him like his own bells because they're like just these little like, you know, it's kind of like a little ball, right? Yeah. And so I yeah. give him his own bells thinking that like, okay, he'll play with this and he won't notice. And then me, like, what is the definition of insanity? Keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. That's exactly what I did. So then what do I do? Do I pick up the gift that he went into? No, I put down three more and that also have bells on them. And then now I'm hearing ding, 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 like more. And I'm just like, damn it. So then like, finally, I was just like, okay, I just need to stop. This isn't a thing. So I like picked up all the gifts. They're now under the little skinny tree in the dining room. And I'm like, this Mm -hmm. is just where they're going to live until Christmas Eve because it's not a thing. I can't have it under the tree. Can't have... I can't have nice things anymore. So I, I was getting my hair done um, the other day with Rihanna, who is a mutual friend of ours. And um, she has a kitten. It's like, I think they got the kitten in October. So it's not like a baby baby, but it's still like, this is the kitten's first Christmas. Aww. So she <laughs> is now keeping all of her wrapped gifts in a closet with the door shut. <laughs> does the cat keep trying to get into the gifts yeah so it keeps like ripping and our cats used to do that too like oh yeah because the nails they're just playing that's so funny their their claws like rip it so um so her poor son is like mom like where's all the christmas gifts and she's like santa santa hasn't brought them yet like (laughs) Like, normally there's <laughs> gifts under the tree. <laughs> like, at least a couple from mom and dad. But yeah, and there's, like, year, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, because we haven't had time to go Christmas shopping yet, this is not an issue in our house. Like, we don't know how it's going to go. Annabelle's two and a half. She might not get into the presents as much as she did last year. Um, and we're going to, like, she already kind of knows a lot about Santa Claus just from, like, being at my grandmother's and her Mimi's house and also watching Paw Patrol and all that stuff. So she knows about Santa Claus. Um, we don't really talk about it. We weren't sure if we were going to do the whole we don't lie to our kids thing or if we were going to do the Santa Claus thing. No, do the Santa Claus thing, yeah, Sonia. Yeah, so we've kind Think of... Think about, like, how much fun you had as a kid. Yeah. You know and what I mean? And that's, like, the magic of Christmas. We weren't sure we were going to do before You're doing. We're doing. <laughs> so Santa Claus is a household name, but we haven't started using Santa Claus as, like, a bribe or punishment or... 
We Wait, have you have people. or haven't? We haven't. You haven't. So Santa okay. Claus is just a person who brings you presents, right. but we're not mm-hmm. saying like Santa Claus won't bring you presents. You know, we're not, we haven't, we're not doing that. I mean, she's two you and know, a half. So did you see that thing? Um, I took a screenshot of it. Let me read it really quickly. Um, it's relevant to this. I'm not going on a different tangent, um, <laughs> but there's this thing where it was on Facebook. Here it is. It was on Facebook. I don't remember who posted it originally. Um, But basically, it was like when your child is like, you know, starts getting to that age where they're like Mm -hmm. asking questions and they're unsure and they're asking like, is Santa real? And I heard this and I don't know. Um, And so somebody posted this. I'm not this isn't my own, obviously, but somebody posted this where it's a it's a little story. Um, But okay, so it says son. Dad, I think I'm old enough now. Is there a Santa Claus? Dad, okay, I agree that you're old enough, but before I tell you, I have a question for you. You see, the truth is a dangerous gift. Once you know something, you can't unknow it. Once you know the truth about Santa Claus, you will never again understand and relate to him as you do now. So my Mm -hmm. question is, are you sure you want to know? There's a brief pause. The son, yes, I want to know. Dad, okay, I'll tell you. Yes. There is a Santa Claus. Son, really? Dad, yes, really, but he's not an old man with a beard and a red suit. He's just what we, that's just what we tell kids. You see, kids are too young to understand the true nature of Santa Claus. So we explain it to them in a way that they can understand. The truth about Santa Claus is that he's not a person at all. He's an idea. Think of all those presents Santa gave you over the years. I actually bought those myself. I watched you open them. And did it bother me that I, that you didn't thank me? Of course not. In fact, it gave me a great it gave me great pleasure. You see, Santa Claus is the idea of giving, for uh, sorry, the idea of giving for the sake of giving, without thought or thanks or acknowledgement. When I saw that woman collapse on the subway last week and called for help, I knew that she'd never know that it was me that summoned the ambulance. I was being Santa Claus when I did that, son. Oh, dad. So now you know you're so now you know you're a part of it. You have to be Santa Claus, too. Now, that means you can never tell young kids a secret and you have to help us select Santa presents for them. And most important, you have to look for opportunities to help people. Got it? help each other this Christmas and be kind. Isn't that sweet? Aww, that's a really <clears throat> sweet way to do it. Yeah. So that. it's like, it's, it's like you're, you're explaining to them, like, listen, like, yeah, it's not a person, mm-hmm. but it's like the idea. And so it's like the magic isn't gone. And then they're not like resenting you for lying to them. And yeah. it's like teaching them like the importance of giving and like, you know, a lesson, you know, as well. So I don't know. I just thought that was really sweet and de- like definitely today, something I'm going to hold on There's to. just so much wisdom today. There's just so much wisdom that we didn't have when we were kids. Like, not to parent like- shame or anything, <clears throat> but like my no, it's childhood true. was gone when Santa it's Claus true. went. You know, yes, like, I feel devastated. like, yes. And I feel like had I gone to my dad, especially my dad, my mom wouldn't have handled mm-hmm. this way, but I feel like had I gone to my dad and like had that same conversation, like, dad, is there a Santa Claus? He'd be like, yep. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, like, are you sure? Because, I don't know, it just seems weird. And he would literally look at me and be like, do you want extra gifts or not? If you do, shut up. There's a Santa. <laughs> like, he would have, like, he would have said something like that. Like, oh, okay, guess there's yeah. a Santa. <laughs> yeah. I love it. 
Yeah, no, there's definitely like more wisdom. But the thing is, too, is like there's social media, you know, mm -hmm. so maybe the wisdom was out there, but like our access to it is right here. Our access up in the corner of Maine, yeah. <laughs> like way up there. <laughs> hey, Just my didn't, mom wanted to have access to it. <laughs> my mom was like, as soon as Apple came out with computers, we needed one. So we had like this little corner office in our house growing up and we had an apple computer did it do much i was no. so jealous of your apple was it one of the colored ones you no. remember those it was um do you remember those 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 yes. like really cute they had like all these yeah. different colors like that was blue yes purple. i feel like those came out after ours yeah, so ours jealous. was just like the gray and it had like a little apple on it and it yeah was, it probably had like yeah. a rainbow apple I think it had like a Oh, yeah. Apple. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We never – I remember like I always wanted like an Apple computer because that's what we had at school. Mm -hmm. um, and there was like this game. What was it? I think mm -hmm. it was called Kid Picks. It wasn't a game, but it was at school. It was a program called Kid Picks. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Kid Picks? Do you remember I, that in school? It sounds familiar, but I don't remember what it was. It was – yeah. It's It was Kid Picks I think is what it was called. And you could do like – I mean you could do like art. It was like before like Photoshop and like mm – -hmm. it was basically like glorified paint, you know, yeah. like and you could mm -hmm. like paint stuff. And then there was games on it and it was like all this stuff. Um, and I remember I wanted that program, but it was only um, – it was meant for Mac. Like it mm -hmm. wasn't meant for anything else. And so yeah. like we couldn't have it. And I was like, it's because my parents are poor. <laughs> and I can't have kid picks because we don't have an apple because we're poor. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I, I used to I had kid picks. If I did, love throwing my parents school. under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. You probably used it and didn't know. Right. So yeah. oh man. So um you said that like Annabelle, I know she's still kind of young, um, mm -hmm. but is she like asking Santa for anything this year? Um, she doesn't ask like for anything unless we're at Target. If we're at Target, <laughs> she wants everything in Target. Yep. Mm -hmm. It could be a blanket. In the it doesn't matter what it is. She just in wants the it. Section. She wants all yeah. the babies, all the cars, all the balls, mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. um, but no, she doesn't ask for Santa ask Santa for anything but what she has been doing is walking around the apartment playing with imaginary toys that she doesn't have so like right now she wants a guitar because she'll walk around and she'll pretend like she's playing a guitar and she'll sing and so she's like walking around Aww. singing pretending like she's playing the guitar so I'm like okay maybe well, she'll definitely... be the next Taylor Swift yeah. Oh my gosh. She can sing. I love it when she sings because it's the cutest thing ever, but she I like, won't do it when she knows I'm recording her. Yeah. I still laugh at, um, when you said that, like, she knows that she knows the shape your lips make when you're, when you're about to sing. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I just fix you like, yeah. <laughs> like getting ready to like oh. yeah. <laughs> and she's like ah, shut up yeah you know how like they say kids learn better when you sing things to them mm -hmm. so like i'll get ready to sing something to her and she'll be like no no mama <laughs> no and then but she's like walking around and she oh somebody got her this I don't know, like this echo microphone. It's not. Oh, like I used to love those. Yeah. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I yeah. used to love those. They're amazing. And she stands at the top of the stairs, and I'm not mm -hmm. gonna like do what she does, but she like she'll sing a word, and then she'll do like the 
uh, at the end. <laughs> and it just makes me so happy when she does it. <laughs> I just love oh it. Oh my so. God. That's hilarious. You'll have to try to like get that. Maybe what you do, because you know, like if she sees that you're recording, she'll like stop. But maybe what you do is like, don't worry so much about getting her on like on video. Yeah. But like just kind of creep around the side of the stairs so she doesn't know you're like actually recording. So in the very yeah. least, you can get like her voice doing it. Like that's so funny. And that'll be our new outro. We'll end yeah. every episode with Annabelle. <laughs> Like singing Annabelle's us. take here it is a little ballad yeah, yeah. exactly That's it'll so be even better funny. once she gets her guitar for Christmas which I need to find Aww. because we got one wait wait we got but that one. was but you yeah. said it was for a doll you yeah were like we got so one. excited I got so excited because there was like this flower power guitar on like on target.com and I would have purchased it for a normal priced kids guitar, which is probably up to like forty dollars or something, because yeah, you were like, "This is a great deal! I yeah, can't believe it!" Fourteen ninety nine. It's not even Black Friday yet. And then I realize I like go back and I like triple check. It took triple checking to realize that it was actually a doll's guitar, not a child's <laughs> guitar. So it's probably the size of my hand. It's sitting on top of our cupboard right now in its box and I have to take it back and I'm going to find her. What the fuck am I going to do with this? Why would they make such a cute (laughs) doll guitar? Why not make something that cute for a real child? Oh my goodness. That's so annoying. I know, but it's okay. That's hilarious though. I will find something. Um, Well, I think, you know, going into the holidays, like, you know, we're talking about all this like fun stuff for doing for the kids and everything. I think it is important though to acknowledge that, you know, while, where you know where we are right now and mm-hmm. it's fun for us to talk about these things there was a moment where you know we weren't here and mm-hmm. i know that the holidays especially are really really hard for people that are struggling yeah. with infertility um you know cuz it's like it's another holiday where you're meeting up with relatives where people are asking like oh mm-hmm. are we going to have a baby especially if like families aren't aware of what's going on and what you're going Mm -hmm. through. That was the the case in our case. We were very, very tight lipped about everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Adam probably would have opened up more, but like the way that I grew up, you know, very much strict, like Catholic, French Catholic Mm -hmm. family was like, you know, you don't talk about your problems. You don't Mm -hmm. talk about anything like that. And so I was just, you know, let me push it aside. It's not a thing. Everything's great. Everything's fine. Nothing's wrong. We'll have kids when we're ready. Like very much had that attitude about it, but inside it was just, it was really hard. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. you see all, all these like, um, you know, pregnancy announcements, because like the holidays are a great time to share that news. People are waiting for those moments to share those new that news. Um, You know, people are doing the whole Santa Claus things and Mm -hmm. photos and like the Christmas cards that are sent to you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just like, what am I going to send a photo of like my husband and I and our pugs, like which we could have, but like to me in that moment, it just kind of felt kind of depressing to do Mm -hmm. that. So like, we never did that. And I just, yeah, I just feel like, you know, given what we're doing here, it wouldn't be right to not acknowledge that, you know, it Mm -hmm. is a struggle and it does, it is is hard for some people. Um, and I know, you know, everybody copes differently and I would say like the best thing you can do is just give yourself some grace. And I know Mm -hmm. it's easier said than done, but it's like, you know, if something is hard for you, 
let it be hard and it's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. if it's hard. Um, I, if, if I were to go back and like do it differently, I think I absolutely would have opened up more to family mm-hmm. and friends and let them know <clears throat> more of what was going on so that they could have supported me and they could have mm-hmm. helped me through it. Um, instead of trying to go through that alone, because that was, yeah. it was really hard. And it's like, you don't know, you don't know. Like, I know for me, like, I just, it was just, it was a lot of emotions. Um, I, I, I'm not usually like, I, it's easy for me to open up to like Sonia and like my girlfriends, um, and obviously Adam, but like, it's not, it's just anybody else. Like even like my, my close family, it's, um, it, it's a struggle. It's just, cause like I said, it's not how I was raised to do that mm. really. Um, so yeah, I don't know, Sonia, I know you kind of had a different mindset on it. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely when you were going through it, I feel as though it was just natural for you to talk to me about it. And it was natural for me to go through those emotions with you and feel mm-hmm. 100% of that pain with you because, that was what you were going through for me myself in my situation I might have just been um completely like oblivious to the situation I was in but I was always just so positive knowing that we were gonna have a baby someday that and I don't know that it was necessarily positivity it might have just been like blind faith that we were going to have our baby. Were you going to say something? I don't want to cut you off. Well, no, um, no. Um, I was just going to say, like, I don't know that you should say that you were being oblivious to it. I think yeah. a lot of it, too, was very similar to what Maria was saying in last week's mm-hmm. episode, um, where she was saying how, like, anything that was negative, she would reject it. And she mm-hmm. wasn't allowing herself to feel that yeah. because she was just like, no, I hear what you're saying that I have these, but, like, I'm just not going to, I'm not right. going to live in that dark place. I'm going to yeah. keep moving forward and I'm going to stay positive. And yeah. I think that's just like the mindset that you naturally had because you had like this like calming <clears throat> sense of peace mm-hmm. over the idea of like, we are absolutely going to have a baby. We are right. absolutely going to do all these things. Right. So like, I know that like, we don't have it right now and today, but like, I'm happy for everybody around me. And yeah. I know that they're going to be happy for me when right. this happens to me. Yeah. And like, I like that is amazing, you know, that you, you had that. And I think I was like that, you know, in the beginning, but then it was like four fucking years (laughs) of the struggle. And like, after a while, it's just like, and you, and you actually like, you know, I know that we say a lot like of, um, well, you know, IVF happened right away. Your first try, that's great. Mm -hmm. But you struggled for a while. Like Mm -hmm. you were trying for a while. It wasn't that it was just that it was like you, you were trying for a while. So you had all those years, you know what I mean? Where you were quietly, even before I knew of what was going on, where you were going through it as well. Yeah. I mean, I remember during our wedding, you and Adam were like, okay, now it's time for you guys to get started with like making babies. And we were like, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get right on that. Like we probably already (laughs) were, but like not, you know, just really not really Mm -hmm. being like super diligent about it. And of course, after we got married, we were, um, but for me, before we started the IVF process, I was like, whatever we have to do, whatever it takes, however it happens, 
whether it be IVF, IUI, adoption, surrogate, like whatever the situation, we're going to have a baby. And I was mm -hmm. fine with any of that. I was happy with any baby we could possibly have. And so my mind was just calm about it. And if it was the holiday and someone, you know, my brother and Marcy got pregnant, um, they got pregnant two and a half, no, one year before we conceived Annabelle. And we weren't sure if we were going to have a baby or not. And then my cousin Nick announced they were pregnant like right after. And then Kate announced around the same time as Nick. And so it was just like, okay, and this is going to happen. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Like it's fine. And, mm -hmm. you know, it ended up being fine, but I guess you're right. I guess if it's that mentality thing, I just mm -hmm. never thought we weren't going to have one, but not everyone is like that. And I fully want to be there if anyone is struggling because I get mm -hmm. it. I get it. Yeah. Same. And like, I think, you know, it's okay. I think, and again, like everybody deals with it differently. You know, mm -hmm. I absolutely um, would do it differently. I, I definitely would have leaned on the family support a little bit more. I think they definitely would have given us a lot more um, grace than what they did, but it wasn't their fault. It was because they didn't know. And so yeah. like when we would show up late to events, um, they didn't know it was because we just got the news that, right. you know, one of our transfers didn't make it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't know that I just um, started my period when I was hopeful that I was pregnant. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like they didn't know all those yeah. things happened. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm like getting choked no, up because I'm remembering of like yeah, living in it. <laughs> um, it was awful. Like there was one day where it was like, um, I don't know if it was like, I think it was like Thanksgiving or something. I don't quite remember what it was, but we like, I think it was, I think I literally just started my period or I got a negative, you know, and we were like right on our way to my mother-in-law's um, for a celebration. And like halfway there, I just started crying. Like I was like, mm -hmm. I can't do this. I need a break. And so Adam yeah. and I like stopped at Chewy's. We went to the bar. We both got a beer, had an mm -hmm. appetizer. Um, and we just turned our phones off for a minute because we mm -hmm. just needed to give ourselves like a reset. Yeah. And then we like, we like gave ourselves a minute and then we went to the party and then we got shit for being late. And <laughs> we were just like, whatever, I don't care. I don't care. Um, and that wasn't fair, you know, to the family, but, um, you know, just, I share that to say, you know, lean into your partner, yeah. um, lean into your friends, lean into like people around you love you and they, mm -hmm. they want to be there. And, um, they want to know, they want to know what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. And they can't be there to support you if you don't let them know what's going on. And, yeah. um, but at the same time, let them know when you're ready. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you need to stop, you know, and you need to be late for a family function be to get your, your mind right, then you be late for that family function. Mm -hmm. If you're not able to partake in some kind of celebration because it's doing something to you mentally, that's really hurtful, then then it's okay to miss it or be late or, or yeah. just like, you know, make up for it in a different way and do something else and just mm -hmm. kind of like shift the traditions a little. Um, mm -hmm. It's okay. You know, it's yeah. just like everybody goes through it differently and it's the holidays are just very different for everybody, you know, mm -hmm. depending on what it is that they're going through and stuff. So right. yeah, it just definitely needed to mention that. Yeah. Give yourself grace and give, other people grace, I guess, because I, when you said, 
you know, you get shit for being late. I've been there for other traumatic reasons, like emotionally traumatic mm-hmm. reasons. And, you know, it's just like you never know what someone's <clears throat> going through. Mm-mm. And the loss, yeah. like pregnancy loss or um, like even if it's not pregnancy loss, but it's just like a loss of hope for a moment. You never mm-hmm. know. It's just giving people grace. Go have mm-hmm. that beer at Dewey's. Go yeah. have that appetizer get yourself mm-hmm. together take as long as you need and then mm-hmm. go and have a good time if you can yeah i remember it was a um it was my old company i worked for and we were getting ready for a christmas party and um i wasn't going to drink because i was very hopeful that i was pregnant i was just finishing up the two week wait and <clears throat> while i was getting ready i was like you know what i'm just going to like pee on a stick and just you know see or whatever Mm-hmm. And it was negative. And it was like the day after my period was supposed to start. And so I was just like, okay, it's definitely negative or whatever. Um, and I would like started feeling like the period cramps and stuff, but I was like telling myself it's implantation and it's all these yeah. things. Right. Um, and I was like, it's just, you know, I was in the middle of getting ready. I, that happened. And then I literally just like called down to Adam and I was like, can you pour me a glass of wine? And there was like a pause. And without even saying anything, he just came up with wine because he knew, obviously, like, why I was asking for that. Um, And I just continued. It was, like, really quiet, continued getting ready, drank the wine, tossed it back, (laughs) actually, (laughs) gulped back the wine. Yeah. And we went um, to the party. We got into the Uber. He held my hand. We didn't say anything about it. We got to the party. Like when, you know, I was drinking casual, I felt like everything's fine, laughing, everything's great. Um, and then, you know, we, we get home or whatever. And then Adam and I like got so drunk and then that's where it just like all came out. And I was like, we were, yeah. we were both crying, but then like mm-hmm. found other, we find humor in dark places and we were just laughing about <laughs> weird stuff. I don't even remember, but, um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I had, I had many of those types of moments um, mm-hmm. through this journey, through the holidays. And it's just like, you know, the time doesn't stop, you know, it just keeps going forward and you have to find a way to show up somehow. Um, yeah. Even if it's not the best yeah. version of yourself that yeah. shows up. <laughs> right. So, but I didn't mean to bring it down. Happy no, holidays. Okay. Yeah. When you say time moves on, happy holidays. When you say time moves on, it makes me think the next next holiday is Valentine's Day after New Year's. And, mm-hmm. you know, I consider New Year's and Christmas like the same thing because it's a week apart and you're still celebrating. It's all the same. So the next one is Valentine's Day. And then you can do like the Karma Sutra books and stuff like that. So, right. you know. Life moves on, and I need mm-hmm. to get one this year, I feel, personally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have one, but we haven't put it to use, so. Yeah. I mean, it's that. probably intimidating. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like those things are actually super intimidating. Have you ever looked at looked at it? Like, I flipped through it, yeah. and I'm like, how is it even humanly possible? Like, yeah. I sometimes have a hard time bending over to tie my fucking shoe. Like, right. how am I supposed to, like <laughs> – right. Ends like a pretzel. Like, let's and- not get a hernia trying to have sex. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> we are geriatric mamas after all. So it's oh fine. My God. <laughs> all right. Well, now that we are like, what, 30 minutes in, we should probably get into oh, what this episode is about. 
only 30. 30. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Well, so this episode was going to be a coffee convos, but um, it's clearly quickly shifting. So uh, cheers to our happy hour on a Sunday fun day. Um, But it's going to be about same. It's going to be about a variety of topics, including an update on the tragic Tamika Thomas IVF medication case, potty training using the oh crap method, poll results on geriatric celebrity mamas being responsible for reminding us that we have biological clocks, including comments on the episode posts and stories, why Paris Hilton decided to go the surrogacy route to have her babies, and our thoughts on the viral TikTok video about mom's Christmas stockings being empty. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Lots to discuss. That's Mm going to be fun with my we can't forget that last part because i forgot to add it to the uh to the outline but it's fine we can just graze over it i mean i feel like (laughs) it's not it's funny i forgot to cut that part out yeah it's funny it's sad we'll go over it but let's yeah i'm just remembering the time when i said that we were going to talk about the different financing for fertility treatments and we yeah and then we're like actually just didn't crap so then i had to put it in the show notes and hope that somebody actually looks at those you never know i almost was gonna cut it out and then i was like no it's actually kind of funny because it's like maybe it'll get people to like stay tuned till the end be like oh tell me about these financial resources that are here and then they just never had that follow through we did we warned you but it's in the show notes we let you know we like gave you that warning ahead of time it's not our fault We try. Oh All my right. god. Well, so, I'm excited for this Tamika Thomas update. Yeah. So we um we talked about this in From Coffee to Cocktails and Five Tips for Coping with Infertility PTSD. So if you ever want to like go back and listen, that's the episode that we initially talked about this on. And it was during the month of October, which is it's pregnancy loss awareness month and infancy loss as well. So this topic was very relevant during that time. And what I didn't know is that there was also another article out about an update because this actually took place in the year 2019. So I'm going to go. Wait, really? Mm -hmm. So her, the whole medical like switch up accident happened in 2019. Oh, sorry. Pause for a second. For some reason, I was thinking about the baby in the road. Oh, no, no. Like, even though I literally just said the IVF mix-up, yeah, like, for yeah. some reason, when I heard Tamika <laughs> Thomas, for some reason, I was thinking of, but what was the baby's name's Majesty? Like, that's not yeah. even, like, the same. Okay. Yeah. I was there, like, oh, I want to hear this update. update. on that one, though. We do need There's to try to update. do an update on that. But, yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Proceed. No, no, I okay. still am intrigued of hearing about this as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we spoke about the tra- tragic story of Tamika Thomas being given the wrong medication during her IVF cycle back in 2019. In an October 5th People.com article, the story was explained. A Las Vegas woman undergoing IVF to expand her family was mistakenly given abortion medication, not fertility medication, by her local pharmacy terminating her pregnancy in its early stages. They just killed my baby, Tamika Thomas told A News Now. Both my babies because I transferred two embryos. The mom of four had been undergoing in vitro fertilization, a lengthy process in which fertilized embryos are implanted in the uterus to 
lead to a successful pregnancy, according to the Mayo Clinic. She and her husband had turned to IVF after having her fallopian tubes removed, and they had paid for the expensive procedure out of pocket. Thomas had just had two embryos transferred when she went to pick up medication to help her body think it's pregnant. But pharmacy technicians at her North Las Vegas CVS gave her miso misoprostol instead, which is used for medication abortion, according to National Institute of Health. So this is really messed up. This is awful. Not only did they lose two embryos, which are babies in our minds, 100% babies, Mm -hmm. um, but they also paid out of pocket, which is insanely expensive. So we recently found an article by faithfullymagazine.com with an update on Tamika's situation. A CVS pharmacy in Nevada that gave a pregnant woman the abortion drug misoprostol. Why can't I say that? Because it's a ridiculous word. (laughs) Misoprostol, when she had been prescribed a fertility treatment, has been fined $10,000 and two of its pharmacists have been penalized. The penalties were issued last month for the incident that occurred in 2019 when the woman Tamika Thomas and mother of four at the time was undergoing IVF in an attempt to have another child. $10,000. That that's not even half the cost of IVF. First no. of all, $10,000. This is $10,000. Rageous. This mm-hmm. makes me so mad. It's bringing back my postpartum rage. Like so what? she she probably paid like, and this isn't inflated. She probably mm-hmm. paid over twenty grand, mm-hmm. probably closer somewhere of like twenty two, twenty five thousand mm-hmm. on IVF mm-hmm. is probably what she paid. I don't know all the other, and that's that's assuming that's to say She's that it was just one round, right? Right, to exactly. That's ex- embryos. Exactly. Yeah. We don't know how she got the two. So let's say, like, best case scenario, that's mm-hmm. what it is, right? We'll say like it's twenty five thousand dollars. That not even in like including like that doesn't even like I don't even know how to put a price tag on the emotions of like the emotional trauma of like, you know, the hope and the excitement and the the stress, the physical toll that it put on your body, all the injections, the the late nights, the the hormone imbalance that you went through to get there, everything like eating, careful what you're eating, all of this stuff. And then, like, then to just have it just taken away and then literally, like, CVS gets a slap on the hand and $10,000 fine. One of my injections alone cost around $8,000. So, like, 10, like, I think, I mean, not that it would have made anything better, right? Like, what happened happened. But I think they should have been fined what, I think they should have been fined the cost at least the cost of the IVF mm-hmm. should have been like they're they're fine, but also I feel like they should have had to pay her the mm-hmm. repay her like back the cost of the IVF treatment yeah. so that she and can redo her it. Emotional, what's it called when <clears throat> and emotional distress that yes. or whatever she needed to be yeah. compensated for everything, 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 everything. Like that is so. How I did this can't... happen? How does this happen? Like, why? I don't understand how she was only given $10,000 for everything she went through. And so now I feel like I need to investigate more, find out why only $10,000, and then 
I don't know, like maybe write to her encouraging her to go after more why didn't okay, but is there more? anything that she can do at this point like is the case closed? oh yeah that's right like, Remember you know what i'm talking you know what about I mean? it was like the statute of limitations was up or, or something. something like that yeah so like she probably can't yeah how um, awful and who She's knows like what so much more. like i mean we don't know like what kind of attorney she had she could have been mm -hmm. giving bad advice she could have been told like they're a big company like you're lucky if you get anything like mm -hmm. good luck going after them there's a lot of like she lost sorry, her mic just again. Did it again i mean just did it again God. <laughs> what happens i'm french i talk with my hands i can't help yeah. it um but yeah it's like we don't know like the attorney could be like oh we're not going to get anything good luck if you get whatever we're lucky if they get fined i mean i'm just speculating like we don't know like what happened we don't know what, what she was told but it would be really it would be really cool if we could get her feels weird saying cool it's not a cool story mm -hmm. but it would be interesting to get her take on things i'm sure there's definitely more in here that we don't know but mm -hmm. it's just yeah ten thousand dollars is nothing yeah it, they might as well just handed them like told them to hand them five dollars and call it a day because yeah. it that's literally nothing in relation yeah. to everything that she lost yeah financially physically mentally emotionally yeah like yeah that doesn't doesn't even <laughs> compare yeah no i can't even um well not that i want to like want to move on but <laughs> the yeah. next the next thing we have is um, we had a poll last week. Was it last week or the week before? It was the week, um, week before, yeah. Week before. So it was um, the poll was our celebrity mama's – is it celebrity mama's responsibility to remind us that we have a biological clock? <laughs> so um, it was on the advanced maternal age celebrity mamas and their journeys to geriatric mamahood episode. And we, uh, well, Sonia, I like to take credit for it, but Sonia <laughs> posted a poll basically asking like, you know, is it, is it celebrity's responsibility to remind the world that like, hey, when you're in your 40s, you're running out of time and it's a mm -hmm. little late or whatever. We voted no, absolutely not. But we also took the question to the polls on Instagram stories. And here is what some of the listeners had to say. The question that was asked, what do you think? Are celebrity moms who are able to have babies in their late 40s responsible to share how they had their babies so that women don't get false hope and that they can too? Do they need to remind us that we have biological clocks and share their journey to geriatric mamahood? The poll results, 38% said yes and 62% said no. Some of the comments on the um, on this post from at nutrition by is it Anastasia? I'm Anastasia. Say, yes, Anastasia, I think. This is such an important topic that has to be talked about and discussed. So many of my clients in their late 30s or early 40s were told by the doctor that they should see them after a year of trying to conceive without getting the proper blood work done. Women have to keep their hormone levels in check to see where they are when it comes to fertility and perimenopause. At Eric B. Helmer says, I turned 40 and boom, my clockwork 28-day cycle became... Oh my God, I said Eric. I'm like, how does he, Aaron, I'm sorry, at Aaron B. Helmer says, mm -hmm. I turned 40 and boom, my, uh, my clockwork 28 day cycle became shorter and closer together. Perimenopause didn't waste any time. Despite this, thankfully, I was able to conceive now 20 weeks pregnant with my first at age 40. We hope to give the baby a sibling around 18 months, but are trying to manage our expectations because of the perimenopause. Grateful there are interventions available when it comes to perimenopause challenges for AMA 
trying to trying to conceive mamas. Mm -hmm. In messages, one listener named Alexis shared her take. I think that they have some responsibility to admit that due to their millions of dollars, they were able to use interventions that the average person can't even dream of access uh, of accessing and sometimes don't even know that they exist. Mm -hmm. In the episode, we forgot to talk about the loan. <laughs> I see what you're, you're trying to bring it up. In the episode, we forgot to talk about the loans, grants, and insurances that help to cover the cost of fertility interventions. So Sonia did leave some information in the show notes of the episode, and we'll leave that info in this episode show notes as well. Mm -hmm. Um Yes, uh, to Alexis's point, um, absolutely. Like, I think, you know, it even came up with um, when we had uh, Jesse on talk about the surrogacy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like, you know, oh, everybody thinks that it's like this is just reserved for celebrities and the wealthy. And then it's like we ask her the cost of it. And she's just like, oh, you know, it's like 150 it's like, well, that's why they think that because it's right. so friggin' expensive, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there are there are things that you can do. Um, there's definitely some programs out there. Like, there's one I'll actually give them a shout out because they've been they were amazing with us. Um, I don't, they're not available all over, I don't believe, but I know mm -hmm. here in Texas we were able to go through a company called Future Family, and they were awesome. And so basically, the founder of Future Family, and I hope I'm not saying this incorrectly, but she was, uh, she went through fertility struggles and she went through like IVF and everything. And she basically recognized quickly that there was, um, a missing, a missing part in that whole process where it's like, you know, when you're going through this kind of stuff, it's like, it's, there's so many emotions involved and it's like to try to put a price tag on that, you know, and it's just, it's hard. Um, mm -hmm. and so she basically kind of wanted to like bridge that gap and she started future family and it is a way to help people, um, financially afford IVF and it is a loan. They do offer a loan, but the way that they do it is that they don't put interest on it. And so there's different things. It's kind of, they set it up like a subscription almost. And so you pay like the first, um, you, you pay your subscription cost, which is like $500 upfront. And then it's like every month, I think it's like, you're, you're just responsible for like your loan amount. And then I think like annually, like the subscription. So instead of paying interest, it's like they're doing it in the form of like a subscription, but it basically factors out to be a lot cheaper than like if you were be to be paying interest on like a, a standard loan. Right. But also with that, there's also a, um, a real certified nurse that um, also helps you as well. Like I actually became like kind of close friends with my nurse that came with this whole thing. So it's like, they're more than just a financial company. Like this mm -hmm. nurse was like checking in with me. She gave me tips and she gave me advice on types of diet that I should be following. She helped me go through like the question, like um, my questions that I had for my doctor. Um, she would ask me follow up to see how my appointments went. Is there anything mm -hmm. that she can help clarify? What did they tell me? Is there anything I was confused of? Um, okay, what medications were you given? Or you un do you understand how to do this? Um, do like I would ask her like, uh, oh, that's making me feel this way. Is this normal? Absolutely. Why don't you try this supplement to help balance it? Like she was so helpful and yeah. you don't get that with like a normal, you know, loan or whatever. And even like, um, after the fact, like she would follow up, she followed up a year later just to check in on me. It was just like, yeah. how are things going with your new, your new bundle of joy? And so 
they were amazing. Um, absolutely want to include their info in our show notes so people can look into them. But they're not alone. There's a lot of companies with the same situation where women like us, mm-hmm. you know, recognize that that was a need and they and and they needed it needed to be more than just a financial help and assistance. It needed to also help with the emotional side of it too mm-hmm. and help people navigate through that. So that's, you know, one thing. And I know that there's like many other things that will also you know, include in the show yeah. notes as well. And I know there's some like insurances, like Sonu's insurance covered it. Yeah. Mine, mine at the time didn't cover shit. Right. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I was like flying alone with that. But right. Yeah. And we're going to so, have next week and also sometime in January, we're going to have guests who have gone through um, embryo donorship and also know about egg donorship. And I feel mm-hmm. like there is a much more minimal costs sometimes for those sort of treatments than what people think Mm -hmm. Um, because it's not like surrogacy where you you have somebody literally carrying your baby because the idea is that you're going to carry this baby so there are just so many options with Mm -hmm. so many different price points so um, I think a lot of times when we think of these treatments that celebrities are using it's all encompassed in like one this is very expensive bubble and there's mm-hmm. so many different ways of going about it. So I'm sure we're going to learn yeah. more in the upcoming months because we're going to have lots of questions for them and they're already going to have a lot of answers. One of them is an author. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. Definitely. Yeah. I'm excited too. I'll need to, yeah. do we need to be like, what if we're not smart enough to talk to these people? That well, is kind okay. of a concern. I'm not going to lie. That's okay. <laughs> I like, asked them. <laughs> I already thought of that. You did? <laughs> yeah, because you and I have only gone through IUI and IVF personally. Right. So we don't know what to even ask them in these right. circumstances. We've talked to Jesse, and I feel like we learned a lot about surrogacy, so we would kind of know some questions to ask on that topic. But we don't mm-hmm. know about egg donorship. We don't know about embryo donorship. And these are amazing things that people are doing. So I kind of sort of... I mean, we also don't know about working out all that much postpartum and pregnancy. So, you know, for the upcoming guests and experts that we have, I was like, hey, you're the expert. So what do our listeners need to know? And then I had them curate a list of questions that we can choose from to ask them. Yeah. Perfect. Good job. Like you said, like you said, we don't know shit about this. So how are we going to know what to ask them? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to be like, you know, I've heard like interviews before where it was like, just like the, the person asking the question, you're just like, that's such a stupid question. Right. Like, like I am not that going person. deeper than this. What if we could be right. getting much more information? Yes, I, I freaking hate it when people say like, there's no such thing as a dumb question. It's like, yes, there, yeah, there really is. is. And there I just really asked is. it. Right. Like right. <laughs> there is such thing as a stupid question. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but no, there I is. Agree. It's real. I agree 100%. We want the best information for yeah. for our listeners. So moving on to potty training. So Annabelle, myself, and my husband, and then, of course, my grandmother and my mother-in-law are in the thick of it with potty training Annabelle. <laughs> and so I didn't really honestly know how we were going to go about the whole potty training thing. And then in our friends group, we have a group text and a couple of the girls had mentioned that they purchased the book called Oh Crap. And it's the potty training 
it's the potty training method that kind of is most popular right now. Everybody's going after this book. So Annabelle just turned two and a half. And so we figured it was time because a lot of times I'm seeing people have their, their babies almost potty trained by three. I mean, there's definitely a lot of leeway there because there's, you know, there's nighttime potty training, then there's daytime potty training, there's naptime potty training, there's all the different levels. So there's a lot of leeway, but I decided she's two and a half and she's telling us when her diapers are dirty and she wants it changed immediately is when she wants it changed. So I thought that was a good sign that it's uh-huh. time. Um, so we got the Oh Crap Potty Training book and then I didn't read it because I'm like, this is a really long book. <laughs> And I don't have time for this. (laughs) So what Uh, I did in Sonia fashion. Oh, look how cute it looks on the shelf. I'm just going to put a candle on it. It's kind of cute. It's on my bedside table and I use it to hold my drinks, my beverages. (laughs) So so I decided to do the Jessica and Adam technique and I got on YouTube and I searched the oh crap potty training method. There's lots of information there. Um, so the approach is designed to teach children to recognize their own body cues and take action, i.e. get to a potty and sit on it. That's what it says. It is not a quick fix method, so it might take longer than some other training methods, but the end result is worth it. What you'll get is a child who can tell you when they need to pee, as opposed to a child who pees when you tell them to. This promotes more independence over the long term. So the methods consist of a series of blocks, and this is why they learn to tell you when they have to go pee versus you telling them, okay, it's time to go potty. Um, So the blocks through which your child progresses, blocks are not done at a designated age or for any set amount of time. You start when you feel it's time to potty train and you stay in each block as long as it takes. In block one, your child is fully naked. I mean, shirt is fine which means you need to stay home with them all day. During this stage, you keep a close eye on them and watch for any body cues that might signal they need to use the potty. When you spot one, move them to the potty. So for this, it was really easy. I feel like Annabelle at two and a half just kind of has always started to be like, oh, oh, like she just kind of like tenses up and goes, oh, need to go potty. So we discovered that like on day one and then she just would run to the potty because the verbiage that you say in block one is pee pee goes in the potty. So it's not like, do you need to go pee on the potty? It's just in general, pee and poop go in the potty. That's where it goes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a fact you're teaching them, they're learning. It's not like a, do you have to go right now? Your toys go in the toy box and pee goes in the potty. Exactly. (laughs) So it's like, she's not wearing anything from the waist down and she does her, gotta go pee. And she already has been told about umpteen million times before that happens that pee goes in the potty. So she runs to her potty and she goes pee. And that's kind of how block one works with no clothes. Block two, the child can wear clothes, but no underwear yet. So they're basically wearing like a dress or shorts or pants with no underwear on. And they have, the key is for them to learn how to get the clothes out of the way and sit mm-hmm. on the potty. And go pee in the potty or poop in the potty, whatever. So during this stage, you keep a close eye on them to watch for body cues and signal that they need to use their potty. When you spot one, you move them to the potty because they're probably like 
you know, worried about how they're going to get their clothes off. So, mm-hmm. so block three is you start doing outings and the outings can be short at first and then they start to get longer as the baby slash child gets better at using the mm-hmm. potty out, outside of the home. And then in block four, they can start to wear underwear. Now we are not on block three or four. It's it's also very short <laughs> in description. I would mm-hmm. say if you have time to read the book, read the book or watch the videos on these two blocks. We haven't gotten there yet, so I haven't watched those. But what does it say about boy? Because boys, though, because I feel like yeah. boys. Are it different. does take longer, but that's the thing. Each block can take as long as you need. So you start to realize when they're telling you that they need to go potty. First and foremost, before you start, technically. And then when you're in block one and they're naked and you're just saying, pee goes in the potty, pee goes in the potty, you're obviously going to have to go and assist him for the first, mm-hmm. you know, however long it takes for him to understand how to aim. Like, I'm not going to bring up any people I might have grown up with who potty trained who were boys. <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell them to aim at something. You can put something in the potty to yeah. aim at or like. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of, like, the Cheerios in the toilet, but it's, like, I oh, feel like yeah. that's, like, how do you even, like, get to that point, you right. know? Right. I think their their level of readiness and, like, showing you – for us with Annabelle, it was she would take her diaper off and say, need new diaper, mm-hmm. or, uh-oh, pee-pee didn't diaper, need new diaper. So it's, like, yeah. the level of where they're at when we decide it's time to potty train – and then making mm-hmm. it fun. Like for Annabelle, we don't have to make it fun because she's a girl. But for a boy, right. I can imagine you have to make it fun. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. something to think about. And I'm sure, know, the thinking, like, no, I'm sure the like, book explains. No, I'm sure the book explains. Like boys already have like this like issue with like wanting to grab themselves at all times. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. now you're just going to have like it out to the world mm-hmm. and just like he's literally just going to be holding his penis all day. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, a thing. I just don't know that like that's gonna work for boys. <laughs> it's like it's. I don't know. Thing. I haven't done any research on it because I'm not there yet. But mm-hmm. if anybody no. has any tips or so, has any like feedback on what I'm saying or you know, there's concern, Facebook groups about this with boys. Let me know. <laughs> I know for a fact there are Facebook groups about this with boys because on the old new moms Facebook group, a lot of moms ask about this kind of thing and there's an entire whole other section of facebook about this but it's a boy thing to do that it's totally obviously yeah. it's 100 mm-hmm. normal oh i know 100 but that doesn't make potty training any easier no matter what method you're using yeah. because no matter what when they start using the potty they have to figure out how to take off their pants and mm-hmm. so or just learn, you know. So I don't know. Maybe we can find one of those Facebook groups mm-hmm. and see. Or specifically search in YouTube the oh crap method for boys because I'm sure the book explains it. I just didn't read mm-hmm. it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll have to be giving us periodic updates of how that's going. <laughs> yeah. She's doing great with block one. And block two, she's learning how to push her pants down because pulling is hard. They never get them like to the point that they need to until they learn how to push first. So one of the Mm -hmm. block videos that I watched about block two is that we need to teach them how to push them down because it's easier for them to do. Mm -hmm. So we're working on, we're working on that. She'll jump up with the pants on and be like, (gasps) 
pee, go pee. And then she'll sit <laughs> on the potty and she'll pee with her pants on in oh. the, and then be like, made it to the potty. And so if we don't go like jump up like really fast, like, and I have been at this point because I learned that that's a thing. So I've been jumping up immediately to just push her pants down at the mm-hmm. potty with her and show her and you know we'll see how that goes i will definitely keep you updated yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay so on the advanced maternal age celebrity moms and their journeys to geriatric mamahood episode we share that paris hilton's second child was born via surrogacy well they were both born via uh, surrogacy but yeah. um we found an article on romper.com why did she uh, decide to use a surrogate? I just have so much PTSD from what I went through as a teenager, Paris says. In her 2020 YouTube documentary, This is Paris, and her memoir released in March, Hilton alleged that, sh- that as a teen, she'd been physically, sexually, and emotionally abused during an 11-month stint at Utah's Provo Canyon School for the Troubled Youth. Before I continue, did you? There's a documentary on Netflix about that. Did you yeah, watch it? No, I saw that there is one. I think it's actually going to be in something you're reading, but um, no, I haven't watched it yet. That's crazy. Yeah, it's um, you. You should watch it. I forget yeah. what it's called, but it's probably going to be in here, like you said. But yeah, it's it's crazy. So she'd been physically, sexually, and emotionally abused during her 11-month stint. Uh, It's a school for troubled youth, including being woken up in the middle of the night and subjected to non-consensual gynecological examinations. Mm -hmm. I cried when they'd held me down and said, no, they They just said, shut up, be quiet, stop struggling. She recalled on Twitter last year. Provo Canyon School has since been acquired by a different company, Universal Health Services, which said in a statement to Romper that it cannot comment on prior operations of students' experience. (laughs) Of course not. Todd. Lingering trauma made it feel feel untenable. I don't think I've ever heard that word in my life. Untenable? (laughs) (laughs) We're not readers. We're not mappers. (laughs) I'm going to cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Lingering trauma made it, made it feel untenable for Hilton to carry her and rooms. Is it room? Yeah, I think it's room. Room's children. She said, and she fears childbirth almost as much as death. If I'm, if I'm in a doctor's office, I get a shot, anything, I will literally have a panic attack and I can't breathe. I just knew that it would not be healthy for me or the baby growing inside of someone who has such high anxiety. That's good to be self-aware. Yeah, she, I, that, yeah, that documentary, I kind of like heard, I remember like back in the day hearing about how she went to like this thing for troubled youth because like she was like always out partying and doing all this stuff. And she was just like, you know, mm-hmm. just always in the headlines. And I'm just like, oh good, she probably needed that. Yeah. Um, and then we didn't really hear about her anymore. And she kind of went off the radar a little bit. Yeah. And then she came back, but it was just like, you know, I never really, you just didn't really think about it. Right. And then it wasn't until that documentary, I think I just saw it recently, like a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. I was shocked. Like, yeah. I had no idea. Right. It's, a, it's good. Like, they actually, like, interview other people that also mm-hmm. went oh. as well. 
And so they, it's not just her story. Right. Like it's backed up. Like other it's people. Awful. How can that even be possible in a place where people are trying to get themselves mm-hmm. straight, trying to get themselves together and that's happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. it's just yeah, apparently and how they like, how they like get the kids too is they like, I don't know that I could ever do this for my child, but apparently like if maybe if you feel that you're at your wit's end and you don't know what to do, but apparently like they came in the middle of the night to her home and like quote unquote kidnapped her. So it's literally one of those things where they like get them out of bed in the middle of the night, doesn't have time to pack any of her shit. She said that she was like screaming for her mom, screaming for her, like anybody listening. Cause she didn't know what was going on. She literally thought she was being like abducted right. and her mom was just sitting right there kind of like with her mouth in her hands, like kind of like crying, but like it, in that moment, Paris realized that she was a part of it and mm-hmm. she like knew that this was happening. Mm-hmm. And then they just take her away to this like school and she had like no idea what was going on. And so like she said that for a while, she didn't know that like she didn't feel like she could tell her mom right. or anything about what was going on because she thought that they like signed off on it and they knew oh, that this was going to be happening my. and it was supposed to be happening. God. Yeah, it was like really, really bad. I feel like all um, of that and, just and, sounds so sketchy and it's not even about her mom yes. it's not even about her mom it's about the method and I get mm-hmm. that when parents feel like this is going to help their child and it's going to make their lives better and it's going to give them a better future they're going to do anything it takes yeah. so Kathy I feel is excluded in the shame and punishment but that is so shady of people to a sell that method of getting them there on these parents Mm -hmm. and then B Mm -hmm. obviously what happens there like awful what Mm -hmm. seriously yeah um yeah you should we need a I wish I knew remember the name of it there's she has a couple documentaries out but that was one that I was just like Mm -hmm. holy shit like I had no idea that any of that happened and it was also kind of like interesting too because I feel like a lot of the documentaries and interviews I've seen of Paris it's been kind of like um, superficial and it's just very Mm -hmm. much like there's it's just very what's yeah I guess superficial is the word like it's not very she doesn't go deep she doesn't really open up it's just very whatever Yeah. yeah exactly and then this like documentary like she literally like opens up she's not using like the high-pitched baby boys it's her normal boys she's opening up she's actually mm-hmm. talking and i i just never saw that side of her and right. it was just like wow okay yeah all right this actually like explains more about you know your personality i think so yeah. um yeah. poor thing she's uh you know she was in the she was trending like a couple weeks ago because of her baby's people were saying her baby has a large head and now she's trending again <laughs> because apparently like it just came out that she said something about how for the first month of her son phoenix his like arrival um mm-hmm. she didn't change a single diaper <laughs> for one month <laughs> when he came home oh but like gosh. and people are like giving her shit for it and it's like yeah okay like but like she didn't have to like right. she has nannies she has so much support and like that's her life you know right. like that's her world like it doesn't make her like love her son any less right. and, like i feel like the people who are hating are just fucking jealous like you know right. <laughs> who, who at the end of the day really wants to change a fucking right. diaper who right. wants to have shit all over their hands right. you know what hayden did the other day <laughs> he like he had this like okay so i was changing his diaper and I knew like it was a poop diaper. You can freaking smell it. It smelled like it was just going to be like freaking total devastation on his little <laughs> butt cheeks. And before I could like, so I like undo like the, the Velcro before mm-hmm. I could like pull like the diaper out. Um, he literally 
grabs the diaper and flings it up over his head and this and i didn't know what was in the diaper because i was like oh god you know but it was like this little friggin' turd goes flying across the room and i'm like where it did it go and i'm looking around i'm like did it go on me did it go like and i can't find this fucking turd and apparently it was just this like perfectly round little like turd it wasn't like you know, like a, a mud pie, Mississippi right. mud pie that Adam likes to call it. Smelling the turds. They're the worst. Yes. Yes. And so it wasn't me that, so I quit, like I clean up, I change everything. And then I give them to Adam and then I had to go back upstairs on my hands and knees in his room, looking yeah. around for this fucking turd. I find it. It was like on his little like shelf, like sitting right yeah. next to like, I think the sloth stuffy that you got him, that like warmer thing. It's oh just sitting God. there on the shelf and I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> hilarious so so you know what i wish i had a fucking nanny that could have changed him and then the nanny could have been on her hands and knees looking around for this fucking turd so can i tell you about that sloth kudos can i tell you about the sloth yes back when tiffany got pregnant you were going through it with the infertility the girls actually sent it in a text message in our group and you weren't really responding to a lot of messages then because you were going through it and yeah. you know there <laughs> i were was rejecting of... any any communication yeah. for a little bit <laughs> and i just thought that sloth was such a good idea and so i texted tiffany and amanda separately and i was like i really want to get that sloth for jess i know she's not pregnant yet but i want to just get it i'll have it shipped here And then when it's time for her baby shower, then I'll just put it in there because I know they're going to get pregnant. And I think that was the first thing that I ever, like, purchased for Hayden before he was conceived. Oh, that's so sweet. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love him. He's so cute. Yeah. Our sister-in-law got one for Annabelle, but it's a leopard and we call Mm -hmm. her Snowy because it's like a snow leopard. So, I mean, she doesn't really, like, use it except for it being a stuffed animal. Right. But it's so cute. I mean, No, it's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I love that thing. But, yeah, yeah, he he had a a little stinky neighbor for a little bit. Oh, my God. I love that for him. him. I love that for you. Your nose (sighs) followed it. Your nose found it. Well, then I started freaking out that I was like, was it literally just one turd or was there like a little piece of it break off? Was there multiple? So I'm probably going to be finding like little like. Hayden pellets, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll see. So the little pellets are the worst <laughs> yeah. smelling things in the it's world. Awful. So the TikTok oh, viral t- thing about moms oh with my God. empty stockings because you know we're moms, and that means that we're the hostess with the mostest for everyone else except for ourselves. But mm-hmm. why should we have to fill our own stockings, right? So there's this TikTok video where I guess the mom never really meant for it to go viral. Like they're pretty, they have a lot of followers on TikTok, but they get a certain amount of views. So she just thought this was going to be a regular old TikTok that they post. And it was like a video of her, the kids had opened their stocking, husband had opened the stocking, then the husband brings the stocking over to her and it's just flat and empty. It's flat and empty. <laughs> it's flaccid. It's a flaccid stocking. <laughs> I don't think I actually saw this video, so mm-hmm. I need to look it up. I know that I've heard mentions of this, but yeah. yeah. So I guess the reason why I bring this up is because, you know, how we're always saying, don't forget to have people take pictures of you with your children. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to make sure your husband gets you a Christmas gift because it's not just about the stocking. That's just a symbol because, I mean, honestly, we haven't gotten into the whole stocking thing yet. 
and mm-hmm. with Annabelle, but we will. But I mean, it's more about like the Christmas gifts. Like even if you have to be the brain power and like find exactly the gift you want, just make sure it makes it under the tree. So yeah, you also have something to oh open God. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adam and I actually aren't doing gifts for each other this yeah. year um, just because it's been a really tough year. With yeah. Both of us being unemployed for a for a little bit mm-hmm. um that was definitely not fun so this year it's just all about hayden but you know when he gets older he's gonna notice you yeah. know if like why didn't santa bring right. gifts for mommy, mommy and daddy yeah. you know mm-hmm. like so obviously that's not gonna be a thing but yeah um that so, is so sad but it's so true doing that like, this year what's mom up does everything yeah. i was gonna say it's so true though because mom does everything yeah and then it's like you know to make like these moments special and mm-hmm. like does everything and then it's like she just doesn't really ever get you know the recognition yeah. right that she and Christmas isn't you know i mean so with Mike's family, they always got like what they needed. And with our family, it was mostly the same. Like sometimes like my mom would get some jewelry or like something, but it would be, you know, nothing, you know, big, but I really truly in my heart, how I feel, and I'm sure this is totally different than a lot of people, but I feel like Christmas really is for the kids. But Mike said the same thing. I'm She's at the age this year, Annabelle, where she understands what's going on. So he does mm-hmm. want to have each of us get something to open up. yeah we like he gets me stuff throughout the year and i get him some stuff throughout the year so right whenever we need or want something we just get it that's just how life Mm -hmm. is so it's hard to hold off and put something under the tree like i want a new coffee maker so he's going to get one today like Mm -hmm. i need a new coffee maker so that's happening before christmas because i drink coffee every day and i can't keep door dashing coffee every day you know what um I was just telling um, Ad and I are actually talking about this the other night that Mm -hmm. like one of like my favorite things I used to love doing at the holidays when I was little is um, every year and it would like happen like a week or two before Christmas. It was always like last minute for some reason. Now looking back, I think it's because my parents had actually already done the Christmas shopping and I think I think the last minute part was like making it so that like I could like be part of the Christmas shopping, but that was always like a last yeah. minute after thought because like they're already <laughs> yeah. doing all their stuff or whatever. Yeah. Now that I'm, it's actually just coming together in this moment why it was yeah. always last minute. But yeah. um, it was always like a, it was like the week before or week of mm-hmm. we would go Christmas shopping and it was always like, gotta hurry up. Like Christmas is always here. We haven't gotten anything, um, which they did, but it would be like the three of us because this was before my brother was here and like we would like go to like the mall or freeport or kittery outfits outlets like wherever we were and like the first part like i would take off like with my mom and my mom and i would go like looking for christmas stuff for my dad while my dad was out like shopping for stuff for my mom Mm -hmm. um and then we would like and this is also before cell phones so we'd be like meet up at this time Mm -hmm. and like you know my mom obviously my dad told my mom what to get right but like (laughs) i didn't know this and so like we would like um we would go to like another store and then like get like a different bag and then put that gift in the bag so they have no idea what it is or whatever. And then we would meet up with my, then we would like meet up all together. We'd grab lunch or something. We'd all like, my mom would like joke around like she's trying to snoop and see what my dad got. There was one year that he had like, he was like, um, he got her like a piece of jewelry, but he went to Spencer's and he got like something that he just, I think he just asked them for a bag yeah. and he put the jewelry in the Spencer's bag. And she's just like, what'd you get? He's just like, he's like, I got you some crotchless panties. And she's like, why? He's like, I thought they'd look nice. I don't know. They'd like, I didn't think that was like the funniest thing. And like, hilarious. Yeah. And then there was like one year that like he wanted some tool or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we went to like, 
someplace, whatever, we got him the tool that he wanted. And then I went into Build-A-Bear and I got one of those Build-A-Bear boxes and mm-hmm. like hid the tool in there. And I tried convincing him that like, oh, I got you a Build-A-Bear. Yeah. And then like he spun it on me because he he started acting like all excited about this Build-A-Bear. And he's like, oh, great. I'll, I'll get a little like um, street rod jacket for him and I'll bring him to the car shows. And, and then I started getting nervous because I was like, mom, he was really excited about this Build-A-Bear. I think we need to go yeah. make him a Build-A-Bear now. And she's just like, oh, he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. But he was just messing with me because yeah. he obviously knew it wasn't a fucking Build-A-Bear. But yeah. those are like the memories that were just so fun. And like, yeah. I want to have that with Hayden because I remember like it was just so fun, like yeah. going out as a family and shopping and playing jokes mm-hmm. on each other and just constantly yeah. teasing and just like we were just like always like laughing and having the best time and of course being in Maine like a lot of the times it would be mm-hmm. like a friggin nor'easter like a blizzard was happening and like we're still out there like in the trenches there was like times where it would be like really bad storms and like so my dad would be like um, all right, Jess and I are going to go get the car while my mom is like cashing out. And like, she'd be like at the front of the store with her like basket and all these bags. And my dad would be like, you know, kind of driving around because you can't just like stay parked at the front. And mm-hmm. he would always, he would joke that we were going to leave her there. He's like, let's leave her or whatever. And then we would get towards like the exit of the, of the um, parking lot. Cause I'd be all be like, yeah, this is funny. And then like, I would start kind of feeling bad and be like, oh, maybe we should go get her though. Get and he'd be her. like, so okay. And then, really and then he would like keep going or whatever and go and get her. So I don't know. It's just like, it doesn't yeah. have to always, I know I'm talking about shopping, but like yeah. as a kid, like mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily about the gifts. It was like those moments of just being fun and just having fun together, you know, as a yeah. family and out and the whatever. It's like those are the things that kids, you know what I mean, really yeah. remember and hang on to and, yeah. you know, like live later in life, you know, being mm-hmm. an adult to like tell the story and stuff. So um, I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to having so those true. That's gonna moments be really with fun. Hayden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just like stuff that I am looking forward to. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to hurry him up with growing, you know, yeah. I'm excited about all the phases, but yeah. like, I just, it'll be fun when we can when start doing stuff like that. When they're older and they can like start yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for Annabelle to get into the whole, the night before, now that we are for mm-hmm. sure going to do the Santa Claus thing. And even if it was mom and dad, whatever, leave something out for them. But I've also seen a lot yeah. of viral things that are really cute. Santa Claus... Like, for example, like Santa Claus doesn't want cookies and milk. He wants wine and a charcuterie board you know, <laughs> kind of thing. So I feel like yes. we can really get into that. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That would be, be. Yeah, we were talking about like um, we can't wait to like play like, you know, just to keep like the magic of Santa going. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't wait to like play like little like tricks on him where Adam like had the idea of like, oh, like what if we got like, you know, like a big – um, red velvet like Santa sack mm-hmm. and then like we could like we could like leave it outside like oh it fell out of Santa's sleigh Ooh. and then have like gifts that are labeled to like other people in there but we Ooh, could put some like funny juicy. things like a giant bra or like a giant <laughs> pair of underwear or something <laughs> and then like some toys too that like you know like aren't like maybe like some things that aren't necessarily that he would want or whatever and like and and like we can encourage him to like donate them to yeah. like children's, you know, places or whatever and kind of make it a thing. And then some of them, of course, like he can keep as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it'd be That's so funny. Fun. Yeah. Right. That's so, horrible. I know. That's such a good idea. I feel like you need to do a TikTok when you finally, I mean, not a TikTok, but a reel when you finally do do something yeah. like that. You need to video yes. it. 
and then we need exactly. to share it on Geriatric Mamas. Exactly. It'd be so funny. <laughs> My 10-year-old well, cat is chasing herself around the apartment going, Wait, that, that was sure. your cat? That was That Giselle. was your cat? That was oh, I thought Bunchen. Annabelle just got home or something. No, I thought that, that was, was like Giselle Bunchen. She's been entertaining <laughs> herself with our shades for our sliding glass door. So you never know. We might hear sliding glass door shades oh clanking around. Yeah, she's really getting into That's it right hilarious. now. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I literally thought that like Annabelle just got home or something. Well, I think that's pretty much all we had for today. Yeah, right. I think that's it. You, okay. you slayed it. You slayed, you slayed it. it. You put together the outline. I did Jack Jack's shit. I showed up. <laughs> That's all I did. You can tell we're geriatric millennials because instead of saying you slayed, we say you slayed it. You slayed all of that right there. Right there. You did, the, you did all right of the there. slaying. Mm-hmm. What are you, Santa Claus? You, you slayed. Personal. <laughs> okay, moving along. Where's Gretchen? I didn't say and that. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Be sure to tune in next week. Follow, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend. We need all of your support. Please. Please. Yes, please. Especially on YouTube because we have 44 followers or subscribers. We're up. We're We're up. up. Yeah. We're up. That's exciting. We went from 16. We were at a steady 16. Yeah. And now we're at a 44. Yeah. So people are listening. So so that's exciting. for that. And now watching, listening, and watching. Right. We appreciate it. For more info, you can check out our website at www.geriatricmamas.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at geriatric underscore mamas, on YouTube at geriatric mamas, Twitter, geriatric mamas, and follow our group page on Facebook, geriatric mamas. I think that's a trend. If you have a topic idea you'd like us to discuss, are interested in being a guest, or simply have a funny geriatric story to tell, you can go to geriatricmamas.com and hit be our guest or send us your story so we can feature it on a hope episode. Yes. Gotta love those hope episodes. Yes. Thank you for listening, geriatric mamas. Bye. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Not my mom, because I know she's not. Doris. She <laughs> needs to go on this listening train. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody, except for my mother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Unacceptable. I'm going to call her right now. Yeah. I'll send her a right. message on Facebook. She responds on there. I know. And then she's just like, I'm never on Facebook. Like, yes, you are. You're always on Facebook. <laughs> I'm talking so about. Funny. Yes, you are. Yes, I po- I'll post like a photo and she'll like immediately send me a text. I saw the photo you just sent me. Like, I didn't send you the photo. I posted it on my feed. It just, like, whatever. It doesn't That's matter. Hilarious. It doesn't matter. Yes, you're welcome. I sent you specifically this photo. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Oh, shit. All right. Well, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>